If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app for iPhone and Android available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. You're listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Time to get embarrassed with us. Welcome back, Elon. Oh, thank you very much, Will. How have you been? I'm good, honestly. One of my best friends is visiting me this week. It's actually kind of fucking amazing. Um, I cannot wait to hear all about this. Catherine, hi. How are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Welcome, listener, to our fun fest that we do here every Thursday at the 3 p.m. hour. It's called Lost and Rewound. On Radio Free Brooklyn. It's a show where we go and dig deep into your old sounds from the archives of your life. To get a little bit of a retrospect about how you got from there to here. And if you want to be on the show like our guest this week in a little bit, you can email us at lostandrewound at radiofreebrooklyn.org and pitch us your ideas or missions, uh, some possible uh, nuggets from the world of you. We had a, a, a little bit of a hiatus, as uh, Will, you definitely uh, just alluded to. Uh, I was, in fact, uh, abroad. I was in England. I was uh, visiting. England. I was visiting family and traversing around the English countryside with my lovely wife and partner, Robin. We uh, celebrated our five-year wedding anniversary in Heswell. Oh, my God. Dude, congratulations. Which is in the world. I thought you guys were just going on a trip to see family. Nobody knows what that means. Yes, exactly. I didn't know know you were there for the anniversary. Well, it was... You know, our anniversary was in July, but we decided oh, to, gotcha. since we were already going to be in England in October, to get everybody from her family who didn't make it to our wedding in this little town right on the River Dee, which overlooks Wales in England, in the north Sounds coast, right, you know, outside Liverpool. And it was just wonderful. It was really, really great. So that's why you haven't heard us in two weeks. Uh, the last two weeks, yeah. <laughs> we had a... Re-airs. We, well, we had a rerun two weeks back, but uh, last week uh, we had an absolutely bonkers Halloween episode. I think bonkers. Bonkers barely covers what that was. That sort of modified Ludovico of attempting to ingrain in your head some sub mess or some very, very subtle message that Elon is going to sort of spread to society. I mean, I, I cannot condone the kind of uh, sounds that emitted last week. It was, <laughs> it was just like, I don't know, it's like the Twilight Zone, right? Or the Danziger Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we begin? We should get started. And the pen drops. Singer-songwriter out of the UK, 
who uh, is very proud of her Welsh heritage, if I am not mistaken, and is also somebody who was musically educated at Cambridge and has begun her amazing career and met the person who introduced her to me through a Radiohead album, of all things. What? And has released three singles in anticipation of her album coming out, and I believe you just released a video. So, folks, without further ado... I'd like to introduce you to an amazing singer-songwriter, Carrie Ann. Hi. Hi, Carrie Ann. Hi, hi. Thank you for that introduction. Uh, we, we like to butter up our guests here <laughs> like a good slice of bread, a good slice of toast in good English breakfast. Good slice of cat's rye. <laughs> How did you find this one? I literally just was in Wales. Literally yeah. was just in Wales. We were visiting. The... And you liked it? I did. If you guys ever have seen or heard of the show called The Prisoner, there is a town by an estuary called Port Marion that um, is known for like making a lot of like China and cutlery. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Port Marion, were you not just talking about Port Marion as a totally ridiculous like preservation it's like of an Italian, Italian town? It's yeah. stuck in Wales. It's <laughs> colorful, it makes no sense. We were talking about this like two it's days a ago. It's community. Yeah, it's amazing. And I've got a Port Marion um, apron and yeah. cups and saucers. Yeah. Yeah, any good Welsh person should do. The language uh, I uh, found to be absolutely charming, especially when we <laughs> went to visit Botanic Gardens, and everything that, that's there has an American, excuse me, an English and then a Welsh translation. Yeah, so you'll have seen Arav on the roads everywhere, right? That's slow yeah. in Welsh. What yeah. is it again? Arav. Arav. Yes. That's it's like oh, the English say Araf because they can't speak Welsh. Wait, right. is it A R A F? Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, mm -hmm. everything is stop and Araf in Wales. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> can we get a general education of the difference between for us welsh is just a crazily crazy uh, crazily it's a crazy language but it's really fascinating to learn well it's actually very phonetic mm -hmm. so once you know the pronunciation everything follows so people can never spell my name or pronounce it because mm -hmm. it's c-e-r-i-a-n and in welsh c's are always hard yeah. always so it's carry on there's a lot of uh, W's and Y's and L's and D's all just sort of hanging out right next to yeah, each other. Yeah, so a double D is the, and then you've got the, you know, the longest train station? Yep. L L Can you say it? Well, I, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I love watching that video of one of the weathermen in on the BBC or something uh, doing his best version of it. But it's, for sure, it's Lanfair, right? No. <laughs> oh, I fucked up. Do it. Do it. No, no, no. No, it's no, not made up. This is un it. you've heard me curse. You've heard me yeah. drop three curse words. This is uncensored radio care. Okay. I mean, I think I just unlocked an achievement for my show. We just had this town name uttered on the show. It's that my year's done. We're good. I, I, I probably could have done it better, but you know, that's the gist. <laughs> Still, you're going to say it far better than any of us will because we would have been like, F, uh, care, care of a ma. <laughs> yeah, because it's with a <laughs> like that. You have to send the air through your cheeks. Yeah, say it again so I know it's not made up. Better the second time. Magic. <laughs> that is Magic, so though. badassly Tolkien-esque. I'm sorry. I love it so much. So it's funny because we were staying in this hotel um, in Wales and we, uh, we were hanging out and grabbing a drink before we had this amazing meal, which uh, was definitely not a vegetarian friendly <laughs> kind of meal. But there was a harp. There was a wedding, first of all, I should say, that okay. was happening on a Monday. 
Because that's a thing? That's becoming more popular. Is it though? Yeah, people are getting married on weekdays because it's cheaper. Sure. I've always um, said if I was going to get married, I'd get married on a Wednesday because everybody invites me to their wedding on a Saturday and expect me to miss work. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, I missed work for your wedding. I'm going to get married on a fucking Wednesday. Sure, sure. (laughs) Yeah, I must have seen two weekday weddings happening in Port Marion at the hotel for, I guess, this wedding. Someone had been playing a harp. And it's just amazing how we can now say that there's someone playing a harp on the show you have brought your harp with you to play later yeah which i'm super excited for (laughs) i couldn't help but ask how long you've been playing the harp for well i started learning when i was 10 i think and but then when i went away to college i didn't play it as much so uh, i have a massive harp at home like the one you probably saw in wales right like it's six foot tall and yeah, it was taller than I. Yep. Yeah. Something that you don't travel with. Yeah, and I played the piano as well, and it's just like, oh, why did I pick these instruments? So I taught myself guitar. So then when I started gigging, I would be gigging with the guitar, and then I joined a medieval folk band, and they had these small harps <laughs> called um, harpsichord harps, which are actually made in America. Uh, are they? They are made in America? Yeah, harpsichords? This, my little harpsichords made in uh, Rising Sun, Indiana. Huh. By Reese Harps. And um, yeah, they have make these small harps, which still sound like big harps. They're amazing. And they're small and lightweight, and it fits in the overhead locker of a plane. So when I joined this medieval folk band, I was like, right, I'm getting myself one of them. And it changed my life. And now I take my harp everywhere. What about a ukulele? Yeah, I could have really learned, learned ukulele. That would have been another option. I almost purchased a ukulele from an arcade in um, in Hungerford. I almost, mm. there's like an arcade with like antiques, uh, just a plenty. Mostly just a lot of China, much like a Port Marion probably, but like just a ton of throwaways. And there was a ukulele that I was playing in the middle of this store, <laughs> or in the very back, I should say. <laughs> the trouble with of... ukuleles is they always sound out of tune unless you get a really good one. Sure. We're going to offend all the ukulele players. <laughs> no, because the good ones know where to get the good one. <laughs> <laughs> so this is technically a mini harp, not an actual well, large harp. Yeah, well, they're all harps. Um, you know, uh, you just call it like a folk harp. A folk. Is harp. there a story behind this particular harp? Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm very lucky to be a sponsored artist of of harpsichord harps. So I came for a tour in America last year, was here for a month, and they very kindly gave me this harp for That's the tour. That's amazing. And then uh, we road trip down from New York. Um, to Asheville and Nashville and then up to Indiana and we met we met went to the harp workshop and saw them making them and what was that like amazing it was so cool and rising sun Indiana is really lovely that's but that's sort of like just like bringing it all full circle you've been playing something since you've been 10 years old have you ever actually seen it being made um seen that instrument of which you so play not the actual one I play. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really cool to it's far out. to be there. And the, the people that run the company, Pamela and William, are just awesome. They're like the most interesting people you've ever met. What's interesting about them? Well, he's a luthier, which is an instrument maker. So oh, he, yeah. He's been making like banjos, violins, all sorts of instruments all his life. And she is a rocket scientist. Hmm. Um, so they combine Wait, like, the physics knowledge with the instrument knowledge. And yeah. it must be like really clever physics because all the other small harps I've tried just sound really weedy and shit because I've been looking for a small harp, but they just sounded crap. So when I found like this one, I was like, oh, my God, it actually sounds sounds full and like a really rich and resonant sound. And it must be their combined skills and knowledge. Has anybody in your family uh, been uh, in music before you or after you inspired or you taking inspiration from? Yeah, my dad is a pianist and composer. So 
definitely inspired by him. And then my mum is a, we call it primary school in England. What do you call it? Um, what uh, level? Elementary school. What, 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 Middle what year? She does it like age three to 11. Mm-hmm. And then she teaches um, music lessons there. So she's, she loves music as well. So Do you have any siblings? I have two brothers, yeah. Younger, older? They're younger. Did and they did they take? They after were not you? inspired by me. They wanted to do the opposite. Fair. So. Do the do the boy eat things. Animals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the youngest one eats animals. The middle one doesn't. Okay. Um. In general, though, it seems like you have uh, come through as the um, as truly like the remarkable musician in the family. I mean, very re- <laughs> keyword <Well>, remarkable. <laughs> um. My brothers wouldn't agree with that. Why is that? <laughs> I would agree with that, and your father would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. My, my dad's very awesome. You know, he taught me piano. What kind of music was he playing for you in uh, some way while you were growing up? Well, he does like light jazz, kind of cocktail music, but he taught me the classical stuff. He's really good at, you know, great American songbook stuff and Cole Porter and Gershwin and yeah. all those amazing composers. So I love all that. And then so the Latin bossa novas i was gonna say like listening to like a lot of like soundtrack musical type affair when you were growing up yeah all that kind of jazz i mean i was really not cool as a child at all how so you're I was talking going, to a room of those you were people. playing a harp how could you not be cool well yeah that's not cool and i was going to <laughs> ballet true, class every well. <laughs> night and i was going to orchestra practice and choir practice and you know we didn't have smartphones back then sure so if you if your parents didn't play pop music then you didn't necessarily hear it so I really didn't get into pop music till my late teens. What was the first uh, <laughs> pop concert you remember seeing? Avril Lavigne. Hell yeah. I really what? liked Avril Lavigne. I've de- what? I've definitely never heard this before. What? Yeah, Avril because, Lavigne was your first concert? Yeah, because I liked Avril Lavigne because she went against that kind of like, you know, over-sexualized girly representation of women in music. At the time, yeah. At she definitely time. was an yeah. antithesis. And it kind of felt like a bit like, yeah, I can get on board with that. She's badass, yeah. It was sort of like poppy feminist punk, if yeah. that makes any sense. I did not relate to the kind of sexy girl pop stuff going on. Yeah. But at the same time, her the intro, the first few <laughs> stances of her breakout song, it says, chill out what you yelling for. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I agree, Avril. What are, the, what are you yelling for? <laughs> it has all been done before. <laughs> <laughs> all done. Okay, so Avril Lavigne was one of your first concerts. And did that influence you to try your hand at songwriting? Yeah, well, actually, my, my big key moment was going to Glastonbury for the first time. Wait, describe what Glastonbury is. Glastonbury is a festival, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I can't believe you guys don't know what Glastonbury is. No, I know it, but I don't. I'm not familiar enough with it. You're also married to a Brit. Well, you're also married to somebody who is raised British. Glastonbury is like the most famous festival in the world. It was the first big music. Well, you know, like. It was like the British it's been Woodstock. For a while, I'm so sorry. Exactly. For me, you just the, said it. For me, it's Woodstock. Yeah, but it, but it, unlike Woodstock, it still happens every year. That's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the British Fair. Coachella. Did okay. I say that right? Yeah, no, but, no, that's right but better. It. No offense. I was going to say, like, <laughs> I feel like Coachella is kind of mired with some political. Um, oh, is it? Gosh, I didn't know that. It is. A little yeah. bit. Okay, well, let's, let's. I just mean in terms of like famous big festival I, I i see where you're coming from i mean it, yeah glastonbury is like not mired festival. with <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not like that glastonbury is very you know um hippie and so who was playing the year that you went there? first time i went to glastonbury i actually didn't get to see my favorite bands because I, I didn't have a ticket for the whole time i only had a ticket for one there was of the how days. many days 
It, mm. Well, Glastonbury kind of goes on for like six days, five days. Wow. But um, the, the real headliners only go on for three days. So I was there on the final day. Okay. But I did see Brian Wilson Ooh. from the Beach Boys, and that was incredible. Life-changing. Yeah, that was really life-changing. And just watching all these artists up there, I was like, I want to do that. I want to do that. But it was like, I came from this like classical ballet world and I was like, I can't do that. Like, I'm not cool enough. I, so I just kind of wished it for years <laughs> So then, without telling anyone, never told anyone. <laughs> you were, you were quiet about your, what you, what you wanted. Yeah. So, the, so then in that sense, what was it like to be a performer there this year? Yeah. Well, wait, amazing. you performed at Glastonbury. Yeah. This is my third year performing at Glastonbury. Oh my God. And my 10th Glastonbury that I've been to. So I'm like a Glastonbury veteran. All right. So <laughs> walk, walk us through this. You go there, you're inspired. You say, I'm going to really hone in on my craft and really truly, you know, start writing songs. You level up, you level up. And then seven years after you've been going to Glastonbury, they finally invite you to perform. <laughs> yeah, and it's probably a bit longer than seven years because Glastonbury is only on like four times out of every five years. I see. So yeah, it was quite a like long road. Who in in but that, yeah, that, it was insane. Connecting like, with the people who organize it after you've been like you just you're spending time hanging around the right people, I guess. And well, actually, get there. it was a it was a radio thing that led me to performing at Glastonbury. Ah, a radio <laughs> thing you say is yeah. radio a gateway? Is it, it a, was a gateway? Yeah. It was that's brilliant. Good. That's good. What, so what, what, how did that end up happening? Um, I went and just did a live session and then turns out somebody from there heard on... me and then invited me to play. What station? Did a live that? session on? Uh, Kingston Green Radio. Kingston Green Radio. Which I think is the UK's only fully green radio station. Real? Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm down with that. They're awesome people. I will have to look that up next time I am over on the other side of the pond. You can hear it online though, all the time, as 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 you can with as, Radio Free Brooklyn. As we can with Radio Free Brooklyn. We're talking about like going to Glastonbury and kind of identifying that I wanted to do that. Quite a long road in being a musician. Like I I did theatre, acting, musical theatre, opera, lots of different things. And then I ended up doing backing vocals for um, pop rock artists. So I been very fortunate i've done backing vocals for some awesome people um radiohead and u2 and sam smith Imogen heap people like that i see and wait so sorry to uh to cut you off but you had mentioned will something about radiohead this says does this have something to do with that or well yeah. i had i had a terrifying moment actually not a day or two ago when a song that had a huge influence from on me from moonshape pool album the moment in the song dex dark um, where I was sort of locked in and it immediately triggered an idea for me, which is how I come up with ideas. Turns out, guess whose voice was in fact, this high lilting voice was in fact the lovely Carrie. Amazing. Holler. Holler. Holler, 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 holler. <laughs> That's incredible. So, okay, then uh, after doing all these backup vocals for huge artists. Yeah, so that that was what I was like, okay, maybe I, I, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to be creating stuff yeah i love doing the backing vocals but i was like I had a bit more own. of a sense of like what it took to to be doing your own music then you know and getting inspired by the process being in the studio with people and watching how they did it live so i was like okay, i've got to get the confidence to share my own songs but it took a long time and there was a lot of fear about it do you find yourself uh enjoying being at the helm or 
was there a larger comfort level with having somebody else in the cockpit and you just sort of acting as the passenger? <laughs> I think okay. it was just the very first step of sharing my music at all. I thought people might think it was ridiculous <laughs> or self-indulgent or shit. Like, and so once I kind of started doing it and I was like, okay, well... If people do think it's shit, they're not saying it too yeah. often. So you're, 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 <laughs> that's, you're, all right. that's such a mindful way to put it. Like you know, being self-indulgent when you want to create music that maybe somebody would want to hear, if not yeah. for the fact that it just has a unique, uh, personable flavor to it. It's literally the biggest thing for me was it's too self-indulgent. And all the songs I first started writing were like about, you know, poverty and stuff like that. Because I was like, I can't just sit here whining about, you know, why doesn't he love me? Because that's really self-indulgent. But then I realized the music I love is other people having the same emotions that I've had about the things we all go through. And I don't think it's self-indulgent when I listen to it. I just empathize. So I was like, okay, maybe other people will empathize. I need to just get over it. Like, just get over it and just try putting it out in the world. Well, I call it like the journey towards jumping off the cliff into the unknown, like, and not Gotta knowing whether I was going to fly or fall, whether it was work. But even more than like that journey towards the edge of the cliff was like, how do I even get to the edge of the cliff? Like, I felt paralyzed in immobility i don't know what to do how to do it whether it's the right thing and so i wrote this song when i was in that feeling and that mindset and there's like a verse about being on the sidelines because i was doing all the backing vocals for other people and um, it was also inspired by a poem that i had on my wall growing up which was um apollinaire said come to the edge it's too high come to the edge i might fall come to the edge so she came and he pushed her and she flew um, but the song isn't quite as positive as that because it's like, <laughs> it's like uh, uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I feel like I'm falling. Am I going to fall? Am I going to fly? I feel like I'm just falling. I'm falling out of time. I'm falling out of line. I don't know if I'm doing it right. So this song was literally my journey towards like, okay, I've got to do this. I don't know how. And but, so it felt like the right single to be the first single as well because sure. it, it's that. Just a little over a year ago, yeah? Yeah. But just to add to that, that was the first song of yours I ever heard. And, mm -hmm. it, had, and it had roughly the same effect on me as when I realized like, a week ago that dark days was your voice or dark decks i'm sorry was your voice and i was like holy shit you know it was one of these moments where you sort of get affected by a feel immediately and it was sort of a rare instance of here's a person who is genuinely expressing themselves and is doing it with a fair amount of skill Oh, not that's to kind. not to hey, are you the really song. you're really gonna try a British accent or out an actual oh, he's Brit? Been, he's oh. been doing a lot of British accents. No, no, no. She, did, 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 yeah. You give <laughs> me you shit for Will? this. Did, did you stop him? Can, you cannot. Can oh, I'm shutting. I was trying that's to one do one of Will's wills. Actually, I was I was trying to do a Brummy accent. Uh, oh, do for it, Halloween. do it, do it. Come on, uh, come well, on. It just sounds like I'm trying to speak in British, but I got a cold, so I have to speak a little with a nasally accent, just a little bit, and it sounds really bad so i'm not even gonna try i wouldn't know if it was brummy person <laughs> um, i appreciate that uh i would say my brummy accent is probably not good but david you're a short david that's my brummy <laughs> 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 that's kind of perfect my, my first my, the album in the 80s was arc of diver <laughs> yeah anyone can really you, you is that to... someone in particular i was trying to be steve winwood oh, I, was like, I was like trying to put my finger on it yeah i can't yeah I can see that. I sang a lot better than I spoke. Let's just say that. <laughs> well, anyway, no, let's uh, let's not delay. We want to hear what you got here since you've got this beautiful instrument sitting next to you waiting, saying, please play me. Play no. Okay. Actually, Catherine, you know, you're closer to the harp. How does the harp sound in terms of talking? 
Amy. <laughs> Much more sensual. All right. Here is Carrie Ann playing here live in the studio at the rec room, Lost and Rewound for your Thursday Radio Free Brooklyn Wasteland. I'm caught in a wasteland All of the lights All of the lights Can't help me out of the quicksand Light a fire Light a fire The precipice calls me Singing my name Singing my name But it sounds like a warning Play it again Play it again And do I tried running and I tried hiding in you I tried fighting and I tried lying in you I tried falling and I tried flying in you If I keep fighting then I'll die trying If I run, if I hide, it's no
I mean, damn. I mean, holy shit. Um, Catherine, thoughts? <laughs> Hearing you, I'm fairly certain I've attempted to copy your voice in something. And <laughs> failed. Uh, oh, wow. That you know, like, stubborn. I know I can't sing. But yeah. then I hear you and I'm like, yeah, you really can't sing. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. That was beautiful. Just do that. Can we just do that for the rest of the episode? <laughs> I don't want to do anything else. I'm feeling very, very, um, uh, the word warm inside. Yeah, like, just feel like, right? yeah, that uh, whatever just transpired through your voice has emitted, like, clouds of, of, em- <laughs> of, of happy emotion. That. It's the hop. It's the hop. Oh, stop it. No, it's your voice. It is your voice, yeah. Karen. It I'm is also, absolutely your voice. I mean, he wrote a whole whatever because of one note of your voice. So yeah. just think of what we yeah. just did for the yeah. world. I feel emotionally torn because I recorded it and I'm like, I need to be experiencing this, but I also need to share this with the world. Yeah. Yeah. So well, uh, you're I welcome, people. I don't mind that because I need all the help I can get. No. <laughs> hey, hey, as they say in the country, it's brightening up yet. Indeed. So it's right. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Also, it's always brightening up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it can only get better, and with more exposure, um, that's going to happen. Indeed, indeed. We're going to listen to seasons on the way out, uh, and when we return, we have some older songs from you that oh, you yeah. have contributed to us this week. Um, <laughs> our guest this week is Carrie Ann. She's coming in from Wales and uh, dropping all the knowledge and dropping some beautiful sounds on her harpsichord. Uh, harpsichord. Harpsichord? Yeah, harpsichord's a different instrument. Can we call it a harpsichord? Harpsichord? Harpsichord. Like an icicle, but a harpsichord. But much cooler. (laughs) Much cooler, huh? Yes, it is much cooler. (laughs) This is Lost and Rewound on Radio Free. Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air. So please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax-deductible to the fullest extent of the law. You can also donate to Radio Free Brooklyn by shopping through Amazon Smile, Amazon's charity initiative where you can shop and support a nonprofit of your choice at the same time. It costs you nothing. Just go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org smile to sign up to have Radio Free Brooklyn or RFB as your donee and start shopping. Welcome back. We 
thank you very much for spending a little bit of your Thursday on Radio Free Brooklyn, listening to us yuck it up here with our delightful Welsh guest, Carrie Ann. Uh, before we get to the nitty gritty mm-hmm. here in New York City, we want to remind you that you can listen to all of our past episodes on SoundCloud as well as Apple Podcasts. And if you want to make it even easier on yourself, quite honestly, I would recommend going to our main website. That's radiofreebrooklyn.org slash LAR and you could find all of our episodes below the information for our show in where you can go to the drop down player powered by Megaphone and listen to all of our past episodes. Okay, Carrie Ann, I want to ask you about We Found Us. Tell us about that. Oh, you know what? I don't really know anymore. I... <laughs> <laughs> you asked- how, how, old, how old are these tracks that you are contributing to us? Gosh, I mean, probably like six or seven years old or something. So we're going back to like 2011, 2012 even maybe? Yeah, around around then, or pro- probably 20, if I think about what that one's about, it was probably written in 2012. Okay. No, 2013. Where are you in 2013? In, um, your, in like your head? Where, where's your head at? Where's, where's your, your head, head at? Where's your head at? That was wrong. Basement Jacks, actually, with a band that I saw at Glastonbury. So Are you serious? Glastonbury. Jelly. God uh, damn it, Care. And I've sung with them, backing vocals. Ah. God damn it, Care. <laughs> I'm slapped silly with jealousy. because I just a big, I just clang. <laughs> no, I did a, my no, 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 just mic drop. High school talent <laughs> I'm show. I'm out, guys. I did a dance routine to Red Alert. Oh, I was in high school. Oh, have you got a video of that? I might, but I'm not the subject this week. You oh. are. So no, that's <laughs> definitely going on air at some point, Elon. Are you kidding me? Doesn't make it doesn't make sense because there's no audio. Isn't it just the song? Doesn't matter. We're gonna get an audience. We're gonna watch it, and people Carrie. are gonna react. Carrie, you were saying <laughs> yes about we found us. Uh, we well, yeah, because you asked me for old old recordings, and so I just like went through my voice memos. I found you found voice memos. Yeah, I I went through my voice memos. I found that one. I was like. Did I write this? God, I've forgotten all about it. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, it's classic. Classic. Fell in said. love with someone <laughs> that wasn't going to work out, didn't work out. So it's a bit of a kind of sad. Wah. Look down. 
Where did you record that? Oh, probably just in my living room with the keyboard. It's and great acoustics. Really? <laughs> it doesn't sound like a voice memo. It sounds like you actually recorded it on some well, kind of professional equipment. Well, albeit, kind of make, well, you could hear the stutters and the hesitations there, which is kind sure. of an idea. Yeah, you're, you're uh, what's the word? Yeah. Um, just you know, playing around with with ideas and yeah. actually, so you don't forget about them. Yeah, yeah. Because if I don't if I don't record them, I will forget about them. You know, when people say like, "Oh, I always remember a good idea." Well, I, I find that people that with the really good ideas don't remember them. No, I'm, I totally feel that. I, I feel like to, ideas are floating around, and you just kind of receive them. But if they'll just keep floating if you don't kind of note it down. Indeed. I have crayons in my bathtub because I have ideas in the shower. Ooh. <laughs> That's Wait, pretty brilliant, actually. Yeah, no, it's real. You keep... I have paper everywhere. That's you... really smart because I That's, have a lot yeah, of my best perfect. ideas on the toilet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's post-its near the toilet and <laughs> pens near the toilet. Wait, you have crayons in the bathtub? No, that's brilliant. No, that's quite brilliant. If you looked at my wall, you would be like, there's a crazy person here. But they all make sense to me. They're my notes and I do them cryptic because I don't want Prince to steal my ideas. What's hilarious is that that fits. What? Me? <laughs> yeah. What does that fit? No, no, no. It's a wonderful image of your, of your sheer level of creativity. Before you had a smartphone, <laughs> how would you have found yourself trying to record something like that? Would you, would you use would a notate, tape recorder? notate the music. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, so I've also got notebooks and bits of music everywhere as well. Where do you keep, do you have them on you or do you have them in like a storage locker? I always or have a notebook on me because I'm like a writing person. I've still got a paper diary and everything. I, people tease me for it. Well, no, come on. I still have a paper diary. Yeah. Oh, Rock out with your bad self, Thanks, girl. Yeah. I'll show you my journal. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it's gorgeous. So you still keep a paper journal. When did you start uh, doing the, the paper diary thing? Oh, well, it's not like a dear diary every day. It's just ideas. No, but you there. do music. Yes. Right. Yeah, so if I'm if I'm kind of working on something, I'll especially make sure it's in my bag in case like something pops into my head to kind of finish yeah. it, you know. So you've got journals upon journals upon journals of, of yeah, music that you've notated. And bits of paper everywhere. And then I'm like, oh, where's that one idea? And I can't find the bit of paper. And but, yeah, I need a better system. <laughs> yeah, the sense I got from listening to that was more that it's sort of a moment of waiting and sort of hoping that something better will take place and just sort of, sitting there and rolling and yet nothing is coming well yeah you don't really want to know the entire story but yeah it's yes waiting, we do yes we do waiting for somebody. Are, are you it's sure like, you know you i knew i liked the other person but they weren't so sure yeah so it's that feeling of like well i'm here are you coming like come on like oh. um but i also like listening to that i didn't mean it to sound like really mean but it says we found us when we when we weren't looking you'll find you whichever way you turn but that could be really mean, couldn't it? Like, you can't run away from yourself. Speaking of running away, <laughs> does this uh, Your Running Away song have a... That's a, actually about a different person. A different person. Who was running away. Okay. <laughs> this is not a theme. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of themes in my songs, like light and dark, falling, um, Stepping off the running edge. away. <laughs> are, these, <laughs> are these songs created out of more, one of your more darker periods? Was this the darker It really in? was, actually. You know, so you know Caught in the Dark, my latest single, was yes. about a long period of darkness and, well, depression. And, um, and so these songs were written in that time. Wait, this one's from the same era as orchestrating um, Dark? I think, yeah, around then, yeah. Oh, wow. All right. You speak of it like it's in the past, is it? Well, that yeah, like that was a particularly dark time. Was it the art or something that um, got you out of it? 
it was a very dark year. And then I, um, I just did a lot of work on like trying to see forward and not keep telling myself the same negative things over and over again. And well, actually, this is a bit lame, but I started keeping a gratitude diary as well and walking a lot and stuff like the kind of things they tell you to do, you know, standard type things, but they worked. And I hadn't been sharing my music. And I think everything turned around when I started sharing my music publicly because I was just like in this sort of place of like, "Uh, who am I? What am I doing? I don't know. Nothing's working out. And then when I started doing it, I was like, oh, I'm home. this This is it. This is what I love doing. So everything got a lot better then. It wasn't meant to go this way
I mean, I don't want to fuck with you now. I'm, 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 I don't want like, I genuinely forgot I'd written that. I'd no, no, I never played that publicly or anything, that one. Like, so really? Yeah, like, but I was just saying, as I, as I listened to that, I was like, oh, this is about the same person that Seasons has written about. Yes. Um, okay. So that's that's interesting. That's a very affecting relationship. fact for everyone. Sure. But what's really interesting is, <laughs> interesting for me, anyway. Interesting um, for us. Eight years later, I um, I was actually in touch with him recently, and I was like, "By the way, <laughs> I put out a song. It's about you." Um, <laughs> and yeah, and he, he was like, "That's really touching. Thank you. That really honoured." He was like, oh. so "It was a nice like ending." Eight years later, yeah, I've never really <laughs> thought about like what it must be, especially considering the uh, roll call of guests that have been here who have a song about a past significant other, and it must be just something very awkward when it's like, "Hey, just a heads up." I released this song. <laughs> I hope you're all right with this. Like that conversation must be so nerve wracking to well, I never, build your courage up to. I never say it, you know. I mean, I'm sure there's the odd person that knows, but the, I've never said it. Whereas I went to one gig and this guy was like, so I wrote this song about this relationship that broke down. And then like she broke up with me and then I played it to her and I made her cry. And I wanted to guilt her into getting back with me. And I was like, whoa. No, that's toxic. That's stupid. Oh, gosh. I was like, no, I've never done that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that. that. Well, that, that no. is manipulative. Hopefully he was saying it in jest. But still, that's but, that you know, I'm, a bit dark. I'm, I'm, I take a while to do things. So, you know, it took me eight years to tell him that that song was But right. still, nonetheless, was that cathartic? Um, it was, actually. It was a nice thing. You shred on guitar. Oh, God, that was not a good That was not a good representation, sorry. It felt righteous. It felt really raw. Oh, well, thanks. I'm glad. Yeah, I was. I didn't really think too much when I sent you those recordings, and then when you started playing them, I was like, shit, what have I done? Oh, God. <laughs> the no. embarrassing part was sending me everything. It, <laughs> I was like, these are not even the songs I thought were good enough to actually put out. No. Why have I sent them the ones I thought were not good enough to play publicly? Then just to, you know what, you know what, that, just to just respond to that thought, Care, you have like mountains of songs that are that good. It's just oh. a question of you putting them together. Yeah, well, I don't often finish songs. That's well, a bad habit of mine. So, For our last submission, we are going to play actually a little bit of a collaboration, if you will. It's a covers band that you were in. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a cover of a Blondie song. Is yes. that correct? Yes, we were called the USP. <laughs> okay, what did that stand for? The, the unique selling point. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cambridge. Wow, you were such a nerd. I love it. three of us were from Cambridge. Oh, lovely. That's awesome. Sorry, that might be the best name I've ever, like, just, wow. Well, we never called ourselves the unique selling point. It was always USP. But I think when we were, like, trying to think of a band name, we were like, oh, it's got to have some kind of USP. And then oh, we were like, God. okay, USP. We had no, so many arguments about the band name. Wait, wait, please tell me, no. please tell me that somebody asked you if it was ESP or some reference to something within that realm. What's ESP? Uh, essentially, uh, telepathy. Like telepathy, the ability to like read minds. Oh, and mostly people were like the USP. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's what happens when you play a pub. They're like, oh, you're going to last us from USP. We're going to be playing a little bit of music. A little... And then tonight will be USP. People misspelled apps. There I go again. <laughs> All these British accents, brilliant. Yeah, we're doing a great job, I, 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 I'm terribly sorry, but my, my British accent really just sounds like a, a, a terrible American try, trying, to, trying to speak British. Accent. Do oh my your God, American yes, accent. Yes, yes, so do we it. We went to Virginia last year. We met a dude in a service station, and he was like, so I went on 23andMe, and I found out that my aunt was actually my cousin. 
That really happened? <laughs> yeah, that really happened. Because that's that what I say every and time I do that accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he How did. She, this he was like, I thought she was my aunt, but she's my cousin. And, and she, he kept yeah. talking about it. And then it went midnight and we tried to buy the beer. And he was like, oh, you can't buy beer after midnight here. We're like, laws, you just fucking talked about your aunt being your cousin for like 10 minutes and now we can't buy beer. So that yeah. that man's going to have his data <laughs> sold to a healthcare company. <laughs> <laughs> So you're in a much better place right now yourself. Indeed. Um, no, sorry about my American accent. No, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Come on, that was a rock in Southern. It's so, no better than my Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> One way or another, made famous I mean, by no Blondie. Worse. Just to be clear, it's no worse than my Virginia. Carrie Ann and the USP. West Virginia. Are we ready?
You do a good Derry Harry accent. You do. Oh, thank you. Carrie, that is the first time I've heard <laughs> you sing like proper rock. You were in it, <laughs> and that was rocking. Well, what are you talking wish, about? You can't do rock. I wish I was more of a rock star, but I think I just sound like a choir girl. <laughs> Stop it. You are a rock star. You just have to, you just need to know it from all of these I mean, lovely artists. Y'all you. killed it. Uh, the, that, that was a, a group effort there. I'm not, yeah, I mean, God, that was like years ago. Five, six, six years ago. Yeah. It what? started being good because it was my first time in a band, but then it got bad. It got bad? <laughs> yeah, it got bad. Clearly, maybe some drama that occurred within the band's uh, yeah, there was, structure? there was some drama. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can I guess that it was a guy that wanted to sleep with you, and then he was butthurt because you wouldn't sleep with him, and then he sabotaged everything? That's actually quite accurate. Oh, my God, I've been a girl my whole life. <laughs> 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 he, he took me on a date, and then he, he said, he said, you've got really bad bags under your eyes. And I was like, I don't think they're that bad. Nigger, so and then so he, went, he, he turned to the couple next to us who we didn't know and went, Isn't, aren't her bags under her oh, eyes really bad? Oh, my God. Wow, that's like, like negging what? 101. That's terrible. <laughs> that's awful. Gross. No, yeah, actually, seriously, fuck uh, that dude. When he involved the other people that went past negging into toxic. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. It's actually a form of abuse. Do we want to Do we want to call this dude out, shall we? <laughs> yes. For being a narcissist? Yes. Also For being a narcissist or another, moron. we're going to get you. Get you. We're going to find you. Just find go. you, find we you, were a covers you. band, like a function band, and he refused to play music from the last 20 years. I'm Why? Like, like, dude, you can't not play music from the last 20 years. He was mm. like, I'll play it, but only if I think it's good. I'm like, it's oh, not really you. about gotcha. you. Yeah. We're being paid to play for people. Oh, that's where you're wrong. Everything's about <laughs> oh, him. <laughs> you have come so Don't you get you it? No, fuck boys. Nothing oh, happens yes, in the I world have a when I go to bed. <laughs> Will. She's a good egg. That that's good, good, no. good, good shit. Well, Carrie Ann is nice. the shit. Carrie Ann so really is the shit. Here. And I just love this. Is my second time singing my own music in America, so it's just and amazing. I love it. Second time on Radio Free Brooklyn second too. Time, Indeed. Yeah. Turns Indeed. out we found out before we started recording that uh, you were on Catherine's show. Yeah, Indeed. but Catherine wasn't when there. When Catherine wasn't there, and I, me and Greg were full hosting for like a day, and, and everybody was making jokes about Catherine, and because Will was like, either. "You've met Catherine," I was like, "No, I didn't." <laughs> <laughs> well, you should come again any yeah. any Saturday you want. You're welcome. Oh, thank you. You as well. well I, I hope I'll, oh, I'll be back. You, you should be, since uh, your time in the city is running uh, short on time, but you uh, will certainly be accessible, internationally speaking. Uh, <laughs> off you go back to the UK. Uh, where can people catch up with you? So all my social medias are at Kerryan Music. So that's C-E-R-I-A-N, Welsh spelling, at Kerryan Music. On Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and then my cool. website, kerryanmusic.com as well. Oh, and on the Spotify, the oh, iTunes. On that Spotify. Oh, yeah. The YouTube. On the Spotify. I just put up a new um, covers mashup video on YouTube, actually. So go check that out with the harp. Nice. Digging nice. it. <laughs> Carrie Ann with a C-E-R-I-A-N as the spelling. She has been Love our guest <laughs> this week on Lost and Rewound. Ooh, um, yeah. Thank you for having me. This is really fun. Oh, my God. We were privileged. We are so privileged to have your presence here. We um, indeed. We will be back to wrap up right after this. We do have uh, just a quick little bit of house cleaning to take care of. Will, why don't you read what we got? After more than a year of dreaming, researching, experimenting, late night conference calls, and early Saturday morning meetings, the Me Team is happy and proud to present to you the Me Bottle. 
This double-insulated, reusable stainless steel bottle disinfects water in 60-second cycle utilizing UVC LED technology and is 99.99% effective against E. coli. A single charge via micro USB lasts up to 30 days and the bright LED display lets you know when the water is ready to drink. Join us in bringing clean water to all. Raise your bottle and drink to you and me. Find out more at mebottle.com. Catherine, you have your shows coming up this Saturday on Radio Free Brooklyn. Why don't you plug those? That is correct. I have Dunson every Saturday at 3 p.m. And you can call 718-928-9732 and prank us, ask us stuff. Whatever it is, just do it. It's fun. Ow, ow! Yeah. And then uh, 7 o'clock, we have the most naked show in radio with Art Star Scene. And on that note, my name is Alon Danziger. And I'm Will Hasty. And I'm Catherine Dunn. And we will catch you here to catch us on Radio Free Brooklyn for another edition of Lost and Rewound. Radio free, 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 free. Damn. Well, <laughs> I mean, if this was just you canoodle, excuse me, canoodling. Well is, done. If, if well what done, I get up Elon. to in my spare time, guys. <laughs> if that's you, if that's you, just like. Uh, what's the word? Uh, Chris, please it? tell me you're listening. No. Scrimmaging. <laughs> if that's you uh, just like doodling on the, or how, whatever the word is, uh, you know, fiddling with yeah. uh, your, uh, you know, with my instrument. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> bum. No, the fact that you uh, are. are <laughs> new from Carrie Ann and Catherine Dunn. New mix up. Canoodling your instruments. <laughs> I've got to say, it. it yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs>